All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Expat Files. My name is Payne. I will be your pilot and your co-pilot on this journey. And I uh, just want to do a wrap up of uh, the week ending April 14th, 2023. Most of the news obviously is disturbing at this time, right? Unless you really, really have your head in the sand. Not all of it, by the way. Um, bunch of interesting, I mean, it, it does appear to me that we're in a race and our basic take here at expat files, maybe this is helpful to your thinking as well about what you should and, 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 and shouldn't be doing and thinking and worrying about going forward. But our basic theory, right, is that uh, the internet broke society 20 odd years ago. And what's happening now has been coming for a long time because the power and the promise that the internet gave of democratizing information, of democratizing everything, um, and giving small people, regular folks, truth, the, the ability to, to, to get to the truth, to talk about their own truth. Um, it's made for a wild, wild west kind of scenario. And obviously people who favor controlling other people, i.e. government hacks, um, are very, very disturbed and threatened by this. And so what you're seeing now is actually a very long time coming backlash against um, the good folks of the world. Most most people are really just trying to get through their lives and feed their families and, and hang tough. And uh, if you're part of the elite class that wants to tell everybody what to do and force people to obey your stupid bullshit rules, then you're going to have a problem with that. And so that's what we're seeing. Um, it's it's a grand unifying kind of theory to make sense of, there's obviously a good deal more to be said about what's taking place right now, but it's a kind of attempt to understand like what the hell is going on, especially since 2020. But you can always look further back and go, but why, why was everybody so upset about Trump? Well, because he also signified that, that the unwashed masses, right? Like he made a mockery of democracy in a certain sense. And nobody like that will ever be allowed to get into the to the halls of power again. I mean, that's my suspicion. I don't know how they would, I don't know how they're going to stop this time. But obviously rigging elections is one thing. There's plenty of talk about whether or not elections are free and fair. I don't think you have to be too jaded to think that probably most elections are right. Somebody's putting their thumb on the scale somewhere um, because there's too much at stake. Right. And what is at stake? Well, the power of the government is the power to use force. It's also the power, man, if you live in if you live in the US, right? It's also the power to create the world reserve currency out of thin air and to give it to your buddies and do what you want with it. So you don't have to be that smart to figure out what's going on, and you don't have to be that right. What does matter is that you're not buying into a narrative that's completely and obviously and totally false, like injections don't hurt anybody, or you know, the whole COVID thing wasn't used to manipulate and coerce and create the, the beginnings of what we're now clearly seeing as a digital prison um, and printing trillions of dollars along the way, right? Like ridiculous, ridiculous reaction to, to whatever the actual COVID thing was um, from, a, from a medical point of view, right? The overreaction of the government made the entire thing a complete disaster. Um, and so we're gonna have to, the bill now has to be paid for all the nonsense that we've been dealing with over, quite frankly, most of my lifetime. I was born right around the time that the uh, gold decoupled from the US dollar. And although 
productivity has been enormous in that time. Wages are essentially flat. You don't make anything more now than you made in, in 1970, adjusted for inflation, and that's getting much, much worse by the day now, now in the 2020s. So that's basically, right, from where we sit, that's more or less how, how things are and what's happening now. The advent of chat GPT, the AI um, system, right, that effectively gives you like unlimited powers of research, unlimited powers to, to tie things together. It's like having the entire internet and actually being able to access and use it as a single individual human being. Nobody's ever had that power it's one thing that the internet gives you the power to go research things, look around at sort of facts and just knowledge, 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 which by itself is a real hindrance. I mean, most people are overwhelmed by staring at their device or their screen hours of like 20 hours a day and, and still not getting enough, right? And waking up and first thing they do is grab this, the device, stare at it again. Um, so it's the internet's been a huge time waster, but some of that is going to be streamlined in a very, very dramatic way with this uh, chat GPT and all the coming AI and the way it's going to be integrated and applied. I mean, it's it's making leaps and bounds uh, of progress every single day. So um, there's that on the good tip. Um, what we care about here at Expat Files, we, we want to turn people on to as well, is the monetary system is doomed. The financial system is doomed, but the dollar itself, right, and all fiat currencies will be the escape valve. That also is part of our theory here. And I think you have to think that way. The doc doesn't matter what the Fed say about inflation. They want it, right? They want to let it rip and run hot because that's how they decrease the amount of actual money that they have to pay back. If the purchasing power goes down, they can pay back the debt with watered down dollars, right? That seems like a much more likely outcome than the government suddenly going straight and everybody turning honest in Washington, D.C. and deciding that they're going to actually pay back the debt and stop overspending and stop deficits and like cut back on government programs. G good luck if you think that any of that's going to happen. I don't think it's wise to plan for that. So looking at all of that, right, we have actually the beginnings of 2009, um, whoever created Bitcoin. I am personally undecided. It could be a CIA operation. It could be created by governments, or the Israelis, or somebody, right, on the inside could have actually done this as a way to spur interest in, right, cryptographically based monetary transactions, right, the, the transfer of value using cryptographic code. But whether it is or isn't, right, there's at least the possibility of a free market in actual currencies. Um, you need to know something about all of that. And so we try to bring that to you here in the podcast. I have guests on and share their expertise on how you can transact with other free people without the coercion of governments outside the monetary system. Obviously, this is very disturbing to the powers of the I expect it to be outlawed at some point. You'll have to make your own decisions on how you're going to get around that. The idea that Bitcoin can be shut down is still not proven. Um, there are decentralized autonomous organizations. It's essentially a computer code that runs on computers all over the world. We'd have to shut them all down at the same time because nobody owns it. Nobody runs it. It's just an autonomous program running by itself. And it allows you to transact with other free people who don't want to be coerced and bothered by government authorities. So the idea that the government is going to lose its power over the monetary system is, I think, a non-starter. You have to understand that if, when the dollar is actually threatened, um, when these people lose their ability to create 
fake wealth that has real application to the real world when they lose that power or it looks like it's actually going to be in danger of, of, of coming to an end that you're likely to see real real civil unrest you're likely to see an actual shooting war and this is typically how these things go it's not my hope it's not my it's not really even a prediction except insofar as i, I don't see how we get out of it at this point that the financial authorities have so abused their position um, over so many decades you can't just reverse that and stop it it's like imagine if everybody involved in that um, just woke up and decided to be honest. There's a very small chance of that happening, right? And so you need to know something about cryptographic currencies. The, the king of them all is Bitcoin. It is not like other currencies, so-called, right? Only Bitcoin is owned by nobody, meaning that the protocol itself is owned by nobody. You need to understand that difference. It may end up being one of the supreme stores of value in the digital age, it may end up being that. I suspect it will be made illegal, but I don't know that they can actually stop you from, from, from having it, holding it. Um, you can transact outside of, of anybody's control by using a decentralized autonomous organization to do it. And so short of blowing up and shutting down the entire internet for good, uh, it doesn't appear to me that there's any solution that governments have to stop it except to coerce you and threaten you and scare you and all the rest, in which case, and this brings us to really our focus here at Expat Files. A file is a group of people who want to interact together based on shared values. What a concept, right? The idea that you're free to do whatever you want so long as you don't impinge or infringe on anybody else, start violence or again, coercion, force, or the threat of force or fraud is a very good basis for people getting along and doing what people like to do, which is live and maybe even work toward getting wealthy, maybe even bettering your life and the lives of, of your children and the next generation. These are all very admirable kind of things to be doing, and they're actually in danger. Um, the war, if you will, is not between Russia and Ukraine or U.S. and China or whatever's coming. It's between elites in one society and the people they lord over. It's between the regular folks without political power and the people who control the levers to force and finance. And if you understand that the government is this group in society that has access to and legal permission to use force, which is a really wacky thing to think about. The laws are set up so the government can use violence against you and you have no recourse. And you have to remember that if push comes to shove and it's going to come to shove, push is going to come to shove in the years ahead. Doesn't seem to me like we can avoid it at this point. Um, the US in particular is ungovernable. It doesn't appear to me that anybody can control what's going on in the US. And so my guess is that probably a lot of force is going to be applied at some point. This is very typical when old structures, right? Old societal orders break down. If you know your history at all, and I covered a lot of history on this, on this site and uh, here at Expat Files, because we're always drawing parallels. It's wise to understand most of what is happening today is not unique. It is part of a cycle. It's not surprising that it's happening. There's nothing shocking about what's taking place if you understand a little bit about history and, and specifically the history of ideas. 
it's not the case that most of what's taking place, I mean, I just gave you two examples in the form of cryptographic currencies um, and AI of two unique things that are happening today. Okay, those are X factors. We don't know how that's all gonna play out, but the history of ideas tells you that, well, look, once the ruling class has lost the plot, which everybody knows is taking place, including them, I mean, it's not, I, I doubt Hillary Clinton looks in the mirror and understands she's a lunatic, right? And kind of megalomaniac or any of the politicians. I'm not particularly sour on Hillary, Hillary Clinton. I don't care about any of them. To me, they're all low life, kind of, they're very low, low, low character kind of, of people. So I don't care who you voted for. Our position here is you should be smart enough to know that they are not on your side. The government is not on your side. Your politicians are not better than other politicians. If they're in that game, they're already part of the problem. And so our goal is to help you find your own tribe, find your own file. Mostly this is going to involve, it, it doesn't necessarily mean you're relocating out of North America, but North America is, is likely to be a, a real battleground in whatever is coming in the 2020s. God knows how long it will take to sort all, all of this out. But my point to all of you is that there's real value in trying to plant your flag in a jurisdiction where the government doesn't have the resources to have you. The government is not taken seriously. The government is actually, because of their lack of ability to just forcefully oppress all of the population all of the time, the government is not capable of hassling you and harassing you, and they have no interest in doing it anyway, especially if you're a, a foreigner, especially if you're a, an expat from North America. You're considered a very valuable asset in most of the countries that we look for, for uh, the various communities that are taking place. This is not a new movement, right? If you've been paying attention at all, you probably have already thought maybe it's a good idea to have a bullhole little hideout where we can ride out tough times in case we got to get the hell out of Dodge. And so that's a lot of what we do here. I travel and I check out different communities, mostly in the Americas, because I think the Americas are the, the single best place to be, especially if there's real world conflagration. And as I'm filming this, it's, you know, the first third of 2023, that likelihood seems like it's going to increase until it comes to a head and then we will find out if everybody's going to shoot at each other and we'll all butcher one another um, as human beings tend to do in this modern era every couple of generations that would be very unfortunate and it would be a huge setback to the to the progress of humankind we all hope that that doesn't happen but you and i don't get to make those decisions most of the people most of the psychopaths who do make those decisions don't don't pay for it they don't they don't actually suffer for what it is that they're doing which makes the likelihood of it even higher and so the communities in the various parts of the world that i'm most interested in especially in well north america as well but central and south america um, have very little recourse to hassling their citizens People say, yeah, but isn't Mexico corrupt or dangerous and all the rest? It's like, I'm from Chicago. It's more dangerous than Chicago? No, you haven't been in Mexico. You think it's more dangerous than Chicago. You just haven't. You just haven't. Like in a long time, there's whole swaths of, of Mexico that are tremendously livable. And mostly, they don't have any interest in asking. Now, 
like any country in Latin America, Mexico, that I'm singling out here, can turn on a dime and be awful. Okay, so have a plan C as well, right? It's not hard to do this stuff, and it's still possible to do it right now, which is partly my point. It's very valuable for you to have the pieces in place that you could leave today. You'll get on a plane with your family and land in your new part of the world where you've already set yourself up and you already have even a community of like-minded folks around you and you're going to be left alone. And if things get rough, okay, but look at all the, the headaches there are to say localized, uh, decentralized kind of local food, local, right, farm to table kind of stuff. A lot of places have this in North America. A lot of places don't, certainly in the big cities, right? If you're in a big city like Chicago, like LA, New York, all the rest, boy, there's going to be some real mayhem if food and, and, and supplies and necessaries can't get in, right? So what you get in other parts of the world is a huge step toward decentralization because they just never, it, it just never was that complicated. I have property in a little town in Central America. I think if the world ended, they wouldn't even get the, they wouldn't even get the memo. And they wouldn't even know because these people all grow their own food and the water comes out of the spring and kind of get along okay. It's not, it's not going to impact certain parts of the world quite as heavily as it's going to impact others. And so my hope for all of you watching this is uh, make the most of the time that you have left, especially if you've been fortunate enough and productive enough to, to accumulate wealth. You need to have a way to, as we like to say, put your ass and your assets out of harm's way. And that means getting set up outside uh, the financial system, the U.S. financial system, on very shaky ground, as we all know from the recent banking crisis, which may or may not be resolved, or it may be resolved by you taking a haircut and uh, and depositors being bailed in, or banks bailing in their depositors, taking money out of your account to make them whole again. Don't think it can't happen. It's already happened in other parts of the world, notably Cyprus, for example. Um, and all the banks have the, the right, laws have been passed to make this perfectly acceptable. There's nothing you can do about it except not have your money there when it happens. That seems like a wise, wise move. Um, setting yourself up physically with a place to live outside your home country makes it very hard for your home government to hassle you. Very, very hard. If you have the right documentation, you can get into another country. Typically, that's just a residency process. It's very, very simple to do in most of these Latin American countries. Very easy to set yourself up outside, but you need to take the, the steps while there's still time to take them. So that's my hope for all of you. Um, I don't want this to run on too long, but just wrap up this week. I saw a wonderful video with Whitney Webb. Um, check it out. Uh, she got interviewed by a woman named Natalie Brunel, I believe, if I'm saying it right. Whitney Webb talking about right, various things regarding the banking system and some of the characters from Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein to Jamie Dimon, which I care less about, although it is interesting to understand sort of who all these players are and how they relate to one another and sort of who put them in power. And so that's the gist of her book. But uh, she had a lot to say about the coming of, of central bank digital currencies, um, the high, high likelihood as we're seeing banks consolidate where regional and small banks are struggling, 
their balance sheets are all Ubar, you'll see people taking their money from unsecured banks to put them into the too big to fail banks. And once money is in the five or six biggest banks, uh, JP Morgan, Wells Fargo, right, whatever they are, um, it makes it very easy for the government to, to, to roll out a digital currency. If your money's in those globally systemic important banks, as they're called, it's very, very easy for the government to simply require everybody who has money at these banks these are the new rules, and that's it. And I believe this is coming. I think you're a fool if you don't see it coming or don't believe it's coming. Most people do not understand central bank digital currencies. My hope is if you're watching this, you're also ahead of the curve. But you need to be making plans now that your money is going to, right? You need forms of wealth that will survive that kind of transition. Um, a, a real or a false flag kind of attack would certainly give the authorities uh, enough of an excuse to simply tell everybody, look, we have to do this. It's, it's in your best interest. It's for your own good, right? We are coming to save you the same way it always happens. And, uh, and hopefully you will not be, be caught in that dragnet because when it comes, it's gonna it's probably going to come very, very quickly and it's probably going to be a very, very nasty thing that brings it on. And so setting yourself up with some, some wealth outside of the reach of your government, um, my suspicion is we will all have to transact in CBDCs, but it doesn't mean all your wealth has to be in CBDCs. You put it outside. If you need something, you can transact using whatever form of currency they were legally requiring you to use or not. We don't know how this is going to go down, but I would be thinking that way. Uh, so we have a lot of information here on, on banking and whatnot and how you can do that for yourself. But the interview with Whitney Webb and Natalie Brunel, uh, very, very worthwhile. Um, I'll put it in the show notes here. And uh, I came across something else. I can't think of the woman's name right now. Uh, toggle off here to, to chat in, but I'll put it in the show notes as well. Very interesting discussion about what was in the Pfizer documents. Uh, 3,500 experts and readers and scientists and PhDs all went through these documents. They were organized by a team, by one woman, really, uh, whose name I can't remember, but again, it's in the show notes. And uh, she talked about how she got to the bottom of what was really in documents. These are the documents that Pfizer requested the judge delay releasing for 75 years. Nothing suspicious about that. So what, of course, is in the documents is that the people running the vaccine, the vaccine rollout understood perfectly well they were going to harm a lot of people by doing this. Um, all of that information was suppressed. The public was not made aware of it. And so it is as bad as it appears to be. Um, anybody who thinks that the way that things were handled in the last several years with respect to this pandemic, fake or otherwise, um, I think it's indefensible. And I know doctors from my time working in medicine with other doctors, and I hear all kinds of shenanigans. For all I know, they see things on the internet because that's what's put in front of them. Uh, they see what they believe because that is what the internet algorithms tell them to believe. I don't think it's far-fetched to say that we're living in a, in a world where, where that's going on. But, and, so what, and so what makes my particular pronouncement of, of these uh, researchers getting to the bottom of the Pfizer documents, why is that a legitimate thing to say? Because they've been censored, right? Because she was kicked off the internet. Because somebody has an interest in making sure that this information isn't disseminated which is why I share it with you here. 
Okay, so uh, check it out. Uh, I'll be back with more. I just do a wrap up here once a week. If you want me to talk about anything else, you want a special guest on the podcast, uh, please let me know. Um, I have all kinds of people lined up for you. So as we get into our journey together here, uh, your expat journey, I'll be telling you a little bit more about mine and how I've set myself up in several different countries with all kinds of paperwork and all kinds of uh, the ways that I've put myself as far from harm's reach as I can possibly do. I'll be happy to share that with you, but if there's something else I can share with you along the way, why don't you please let me know that by replying to the email uh, below this video, okay? Thanks for watching. I appreciate it. And uh, let me know what I can do for you. I'll be back next week. Thanks so much.